Finances can be complicated, but they don't have to be. I break down financial topics that may seem complex and overwhelming, so you can start taking action on your financial goals. I'm Ari Talbley, and it all starts here on Personal Finance Redefined. Welcome back to another episode of the Personal Finance Redefined podcast. Happy to be with all of you here on Monday, unless you are listening on a different day. But episodes are released every Monday, and today we've got an awesome question. The question today is, when should I start saving for retirement? Which is a great question. It's one I talk about often, and they even use the word retirement. And retirement's a great word. I prefer the word financial independence. Really, when it is, you have the power to do what it is you want to do on your schedule. And I'm just going to hop right back into the episode. So as with everything in finance, it depends. It depends on what your goal is. If your goal is to never retire, then there's no need to save for retirement. Now you may never want to retire because you love what you do, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't plan as if you are retiring. Because by doing so, you're taking advantage of all of these accounts that you can to maximize your wealth. So let's say you have no interest in retiring, and let's say that feels so far away, 30, 40 years from now. How do I even know what life's going to be like then? Well, ask yourself this. Do I want to maximize everything I'm doing? You might be someone who's just obsessed with growth, and you say, you know what? I just want to make sure I'm taking advantage of all of the right accounts so I'm not paying a dime more in taxes than I need to. You might be the person saying, you know what, I just want to be invested appropriately, understanding that, yes, there's volatility along the way. And what does that mean in English? It means there's ups and downs. It means there's going to be times when my portfolio is down, but you understand it because of the growth. And you understand it because you know that the alternative, which is inflation, is going to be happening. And the alternative of just having your money in cash means that your money's dying, not growing. And so let's say you love your job. Or you just want to start a business in retirement. Or you just want to have enough money to do all of the things you want to do. That's what we call retirement in financial terms. So, But it really means financial independence. So what do you have to do to get to a place where money isn't required, where you can still travel, you can pay for your expenses, you can go out to eat, everything you love doing, without worrying about it? The short answer is if you want to be financially independent one day, the sooner you start saving and investing, the faster you're going to get there. Maybe you have student loans. Maybe you have credit card debt. Everyone has a different situation with different goals, and financial planning is just about making sure you're optimizing every dollar you earn so you can make that money work hard for you. You work so hard to get that money, let's make it work also. So let's look at a few examples here. Let's assume you're 30 years old. And you want to start funding for retirement. You've had your fun in your 20s. You've saved here and there, but you're ready to get serious about investing. Well, that's great. One of the first places to start is with something. So no matter how small, the most successful clients I've seen, they pick a number and they commit to it. That's a monthly number. If you think you might not be able to reach that number every month, pick a smaller number. It's not about picking a high number. It's about picking a number you can confidently save and invest for future you, and continue to let that number rise as your income rises. So when it comes to retirement or financial independence, the best place to look is your 401ks, your 403bs, your 457. These are plans and types of accounts offered by employers. So these plans, they can't just be open on your own. They can only be held with your employer. You may contribute, and so can they, but oftentimes they're contributing up to a certain percentage that you deduct. What does that look like? 
That means if you were to receive, let's just say, $100, okay, so you're going to receive $100 every paycheck and deduct 3% to go towards your retirement. That would mean $3 of every paycheck is going towards retirement. Now, let's say your employer offers a match of 3%. What that means is you deduct the $3 from your paycheck, and then they're also going to put in $3 for you. So you have your $3 and their $3, that's $6 going to your retirement account. Now that's bi-weekly. So all of a sudden, you've, you're putting in $3 of your own every paycheck. That's six, if, let's say you're paid bi-weekly, that's $6 of your own contributions and $6 from the company. So that's 12. So let's say you make right now $100 and 12% of that is going towards your retirement. Well, that's great. Now, what that really looks like is you, let's say you make $100,000 and you're putting a total of $12,000 a year in that. Well, that's a great place to start. The maximum that you're able to put in is $19,500. That's today. If you're single and under 50, that's going to be that $19,500. There's a catch-up provision, which means you can uh, contribute additional amounts, and that's over age 50. And so what you want to next look at after you've explored your company and you see, okay, do they offer me a match? Because if so, that's free money we want to take advantage of. The next place to look at, and this is for that financial independence, is IRA and Roth IRA accounts. They're the next best place to look. So the benefit of these, you have total control and flexibility of the investments in the account. That's a little different than the 401ks that I talked about before, because with those, you have limited options. It's whatever your employer offers. The difference with a Roth IRA or IRA is you can go open that right now. Your company doesn't have to know about it, and it's not very secretive if they do or don't. They probably don't care, sadly, but they should care about your retirement goals. But um, regardless, they don't care, and they don't have to care. And so that's something you can just go open, and you can open that at a bank, but the problem with opening it at a bank is limited options again. So you want to go to a Charles Schwab. You want to go to a TD Ameritrade. You want to go to these institutions where you have the whole investment universe to choose from. Now, what what is a Roth IRA, Ari? What's an IRA? The benefit of these, the total control and flexibility of what goes in the account. The con is that you're only allowed to put in 6000 every year, and that number is going to rise, or that stands today, is that's the number that they've chosen, saying, look, you can put $6,000 every year into your IRA or Roth IRA. What a Roth IRA is, is it's after tax, meaning you've already paid taxes, So if your money's in your bank now, that's after tax. The difference with pre-tax is that it deducts from your paycheck. It's not been taxed yet. So why use one over the other? Well, you can go back to my episode, Should I Invest in a Traditional IRA or Roth IRA, for more on that. But I'll just summarize really quickly that with an IRA, you get a deduction today. And then in the future, when you take the money out, it's taxed. With a Roth IRA, no deduction today. You get no benefit for contributing to your retirement. But in the future, it comes out completely tax-free. So both great accounts serve different purposes. Now, note, your job may offer you a 401k. That's known as a defined contribution plan because you control how much you contribute. Your job may offer a pension. That's a defined benefit, not a defined contribution. But a defined benefit plan is where you don't have the ability to contribute, but your employer contributes on your behalf. Unfortunately, you can't put more into it even if you wanted to. So the answer to your question, the earlier you start investing, the sooner you'll be financially independent to do the things that are most important to you whether it's traveling the world, starting a business, whatever that looks like. 
So your goals, remember, they're different than your friends. They're different than your neighbors. And it's important to start investing if you want to reach your financial goals. When is it right to start investing? Once you've paid down debt, once you've funded your emergency fund at that three to six month amount, you now have extra income each month that can be pushed towards investing. Once again, that's the work I do for clients. If you have any questions on how I invest, how I approach tax planning, how I approach estate planning, how I take in this comprehensive financial planning approach and interested in having a call, be more than happy to have one. Feel free to submit a question on my website, personalfinanceredefined.co, and I look forward to talking to you soon. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Personal Finance Redefined podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe and let me know if there's anything in particular you would like me to discuss by submitting a question at personalfinanceredefined.co. That's personalfinanceredefined.co. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next time. Hey everyone, quick disclaimer here. Please be smart about this, and before taking any action, consult with your tax planner or financial planner. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as investment, tax, legal, or other financial advice. It's for informational purposes only.